Good morning, and welcome to episode 104 of the Morning Light Show. Yesterday, we unraveled the beginnings of spiritual capital from a new book that I'm reading that has made a pretty big impact on the way that I think about the work that I do and how I interact with people and serve the world. And I think if you're the person, type of person that wants to listen to this podcast, these are also things that you're thinking about bringing out more of in your life and in the lives of others, creating that sense of being aligned with deeper meaning, values, and purpose, and then sharing that and spreading that in the world. Today, we're going to go more into the individual level of this. Yesterday, I focused on spiritual capital as a practice and even talked about how businesses incorporate spiritual capitalism, and there's a whole lot more that can be talked about there. However, I want to talk about how we as individuals can build it in ourselves because I believe that that is the core foundation of changing the way that our culture lives and thinks and moving away from a material focus and back into a spiritual focus. We are human beings, and if we're not focused on who we are being in the world instead of just what we're doing or what we have, then we're really missing out on the most important part of who we are as people. So let's unravel that in today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Light Show. I'm your host, Adair Cates. This show will offer you insights and inspiration to free your spirit, open your heart, and start your day off light and bright. To review from yesterday, I just want to read the definition of what spiritual intelligence is, and then we're going to talk about the different aspects of spiritual intelligence and what are the characteristics that people that have a high spiritual intelligence, or SQ, exude and exemplify in their day-to-day life. So spiritual intelligence is the intelligence with which we access our deepest meanings, values, purposes, and highest motivations. And one of my favorite parts of the concept of this whole book is the idea that if we want to change the way the world is motivated and the way the world lives their life, which I think some of us can see that many of our practices that are based on everything physical and material are starting to crumble. And it's creating such a distance between the the haves and the have-nots. And even socially, economically, you hear people talk about the erosion of the middle class and how that's, you know, affecting our world and changing our economy and how we interact with one another. And I love this idea of the whole Gandhi principle of if we want to change the world, we have to start by changing ourselves. And in, in the book, I don't, it's kind of like yesterday. There's just certain things that I feel like I can't say any better than the book says them. So I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs on this concept of the wealth we build by building ourselves. And this resonates so deeply with me. And my business is called First Lead You because I've always believed that if we can build amazing individuals, that we can create amazing collective groups 
And then that is how we will change the world is through each person changing themselves. So the wealth we build by building ourselves is a part of the book um, at the beginning as it's talking about what is spiritual capital and defining that. And then we're going to move in to talk about the different levels of motivation, which is somewhat based on Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but expanded from there. And then we'll move into the principles or the qualities of people who have high spiritual intelligence. Okay, so she explains, earlier I described spiritual capital as wealth that serves deep sustainability, wealth that builds and sustains and takes forward the core principle, the core purpose of our whole human enterprise. Broader than social capital, spiritual capital makes us reconsider the very meaning of human life and raises the question of how we ourselves can build broader and richer lives for ourselves. Lives that are richer in meaning and purpose, lives that leave us with a sense of fulfillment because they are lives that have made a difference. If we are business people, we do this by building our business lives. But whether in public or in private, we build spiritual capital by building ourselves. I love that. So that just says it all that you have to start with yourself. Okay, so it goes on to say, what does it mean to what does it mean or require to build ourselves? It means to grow as human beings, to engage in reflection and activities that put us in touch with the deeper core of our humanity. It means to find some space to get out of the noise and rush of daily life, to feel for at least a few moments each day the reality of our inner lives. Building ourselves means doing things to enrich our self-awareness, our qualities of compassion, service, humility, and gratitude. It means exposing ourselves to some of the deep stuff that cynical executives say that we don't need to run our companies. Building ourselves, as is so often been said by spiritual leaders throughout the ages, is also more a matter of being than of doing, a process of building a way of being. Okay, so that's a lot to take in. And all I can say is, in summary, it's having the rituals and the routines built into your day where you're quiet and you're spending time alone. You're reflecting on how you show up in the world. You can do this with your meditation practice, with your morning routine, which if you're listening to this, I hope that this podcast is a part of that morning routine. And by reading spiritual texts and contemplating not only your behavior currently, but how you would like to see yourself move forward in the future. So from there, we need to all be considering what are our motivations? What is it that drives us every single day? And when we think about Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and of course, our survival needs being the core needs that if those needs are not met, then we don't even think about self-actualization. And some of those, a lot of his ideas have been rewritten, reconsidered, because what they've learned is, for example, this whole concept of love and belonging, 
that Abraham Maslow came up with and said, that's important only after your survival needs are met. They've actually found that love and belonging is just as important as sustenance and food and having shelter. And this is proven over and over again with studies of babies in times of war who were not held and were not touched and later grew up to have a lot of emotional issues as a result. So we know that Maslow's theory was a good starting place, but there are other ideas about what drive us that are more complete and more, uh, they're deeper than what Maslow came up with initially. And one of them is explained in this book uh, by a man named Ian Marshall, who's one of the authors of this book, Spiritual Capital. And I just want to read to you what the scale of motivations are. And then we're going to talk about characteristics of someone with a high spiritual intelligence. So basically, we're divided up just like Maslow's hierarchy into the higher needs and then the deficiency needs. And so it's kind of the whole above the line and below the line. So anything below the line is um, us in a lack mentality, basically. And then above the line is having an abundance mentality. So feeling that our needs are fulfilled in a way where we can be a better version of ourselves and then ultimately serve other people. So underneath the deficiency needs and underneath the line, we have at the very bottom, depersonalization, guilt and shame, apathy, anguish, fear, craving, anger, and self-assertion. I will post a copy of this so that you can see what it looks like in the resources. If you're a visual learner, you might want to be able to see what that looks like. So once we go above the line, we have the motivations of exploration, gregariousness and cooperation, power within, mastery. I love seeing that one there. Generativity, higher service, world soul, and enlightenment. And basically the idea is the lower needs on the bottom are on a scale from negative eight to negative one. Zero is the line. And then above the line with the abundance or higher needs, you have plus one to plus eight. So in general, those things cancel each other out. So if you have a person that's at negative three, which is craving, and a person that's at power within, those people equal a zero. So in order to move people up the scale, they have to be exposed to people and experiences that are at a high, high, high enough level from them that actually helps them move into the scale. And that does happen. You can think of times in your life where someone said something or maybe a teacher that had a deep impact on you that woke you up and moved you into a higher level place on that motivational scale. Okay, so that's the motivation scale. And there is so much that can be said about that motivation scale and what drives us. And, you know, the book argues that most people and especially most organizations are below the line. And I would just say that whole below the line world is fear is how I would characterize that. And then above the line would be love if you want to keep it really simple there. All right, so as we close today, I want to basically just read through what the qualities of a person with a high SQ are, and then we're going to spend the next several episodes on each one of these and really unravel how we can build our spiritual quotient by focusing on these different areas. So first is self-awareness, which I love seeing there. Second is spontaneity 
This one surprised me a little bit, but it says to be able to live in and be responsive to the moment and all it contains instead of being too rigid, being vision and value led, holism, compassion, celebration of diversity, field independence. And I was like, what the heck is that? That basically means being able to be unpopular in your beliefs and be okay with that, to stand against the crowd. The tendency to ask fundamental why questions, the ability to reframe, positive use of adversity. So when bad things happen or mistakes are made or failures happen, that you can see beyond those and see them as opportunities. This is also resilience, humility, and then a sense of vocation or being called to serve something larger than yourself. So look forward to the next several episodes where we unwind each of those so that you can be thinking about your own SQ and how you can grow that for yourself so that in essence, you can bring that out into the world. I hope you have a wonderful day today. And I look forward to connecting with you on the show again tomorrow. episode of the morning light show if you enjoyed today's show please subscribe and share with your loved ones and for more insights and inspiration check out my website at firstleadyou.com thanks again for listening and i'll catch you next time